0: yak gadget for all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs go to yakgadget.com. eastport marina on the beautiful shores of dale hollow lake for all your lodging kayaking and fishing needs go to eastport.info now let's get this show started
2: what's going on everybody welcome back to the reel down as promised, we got, uh, the, the show we were wanting last week, uh, the Bassmaster Kayak Championship coverage got with us for all you watching on YouTube. we got Mr. Eric Siddiqui here who won one of those, uh, I don't know if it's life changing check, any checks anymore, man. Stuff's just got so expensive lately. That's like three tanks right. of gas.
3: Exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> the way it feels.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what's going on, man? How you been?
3: Oh, pretty good. Just, uh, busy lately. trying yeah, to Yeah. Especially, up with everything.
2: especially tonight, man. Uh, We're uh, we're recording a few hours later than we expected. Uh, Eric hit me up and said that uh, he was having trailer issues, man. So did you get that all straightened up?
3: Yeah, I got it. I got it all handled.
2: Heck yeah. Well, uh, you're... It's not my first time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, most of us have... uh, We got it down to like a pit stop art. Uh, So you're uh, you're down in uh, Florida, right?
3: Yeah, down here for the Bassmaster on Harris Chain.
2: Heck yeah, you... uh, did you just get down there, or have you had some time to get fishing in yet?
3: Well, uh, I started doing a little fishing today, and then uh, had that—I saw the thing was bl- blown when I went to launch and everything. So, mostly been dealing with that today. I hear you. But uh, official practice doesn't start till tomorrow, anyway. So, I was really just going to fun fish on a different lake. Oh yeah,
2: I hear you. Well, uh, let's uh, get right into it, man. Uh, by now, everybody knows that. Uh, the uh, Bassmaster uh, just had the kayak division championship out on uh, Rus- Lake Russell. Uh, w- went a lot better than a lot of us expected that don't really know the lake or know much about, you know, everybody knows Lake Hartwell uh, and knows that Lake Hartwell can really show out. But, uh, you know, first off, tell everybody a little bit about yourself real quick and then uh, you can jump right into, you know, what uh, what you did to get ready for it because uh, everybody had limited uh, pre-fishing time and everything, so...
3: Right. Take it away. Um, so I'm Eric Siddiqui. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, I kayak fish. So I, uh, <laughs> when I saw her we on uh, going to Russell, uh, I didn't know anything about it. I've never even been to Hartwell. Um, we weren't allowed to get on the water until uh, that Sunday. Our tournament was uh, Wednesday, Thursday. So I went down there. I got down Friday night. Saturday, I went and it was my first term of the year, so I went and fished Hartwell just to kind of test all my gear out, and make sure everything was working right and all that stuff, and um, started pre- pre-fishing Sunday. And um, actually, the only guy who launched from where I launched uh, on Sunday was Iconelli. And uh, so I never saw him on the water, but uh, I got out there and started running some uh, some of my stuff that I wanted to start on and check out some stuff that I, uh, that I found on my, in my uh, map study.
2: Yeah, and, and uh, uh, yeah. not to not to cut you off, but give a little bit of an overview of the lake because uh, if if you've never looked at it, it's a very intimidating lake. You talk about map study; it, we're talking about a lake that's got ten thousand points and little pockets, and uh, but just give a rundown of kind of the layout of the lake too.
3: Right? Yeah, it is kind of intimidating when you go look at it on a map, and <laughs> and I was like, oh man, where do I start? So I just uh, really I just went in and and started marking areas that i wanted to look at things that look good to me and and you know a lot of times when i do that and i zoom out and look at the whole lake i can pretty much tell where i want to start at and, you know areas that i have more stuff marked and stuff like that um so that's kind of what happened with this with this tournament and it was pretty obvious where i wanted to start at it Had the area that i picked uh had a lot of riprap little ponds cut off from this uh long pocket and uh so I wanted to look and see if there was any maybe underwater culverts it didn't look like there was any out of the water, uh, that you could go through or anything like that. But, um, I thought some of those areas might hold some fish. So, uh, started checking all that stuff and, uh, working my way down, found some good wood. Uh, there was a road bed running down the side of that pocket and all the way in the back. When I got back there, I started marking some big fish and, uh, I wasn't sure if they were bass at first, just because from what I knew about the lake, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really expect anything like I was seeing back there. They, they had a bunch of bait pushed back, back there and, uh, I turned around and made a cast with a shaky head and, and caught a 22 and a half inch large mouth. And, uh, I was like, all right. And then I, uh, uh, cast back up there, caught one just under 21 and, uh, Then I made another cast, hooked in another one. Well, another one ate it, and I just let him swim with it until he dropped it. And when he dropped it, I tried to reel it back in, and another one ate it. So I I knew I'd found a pretty special area right there.
2: (laughs) That's, uh, you know, if I hook a 22 pre pre-fish and I don't have that mentality, I'm like, shit, I needed that. And then you turned around and hooked another big one and then another good one. And that's, yeah. it's, that's just one of those like magical spots, man. Right. So did did you have to, before you got to that uh, spot specifically in your pre-fishing, had you already covered a bunch of other water or did you kind of just like one and First done it? First
3: place I went and looked at, yep. Jeez,
2: man. That's... Yeah.
3: And that happens a lot. I mean, honestly, when I, uh, when I look at a lake and I, and I pick an area, I picked that area for a reason. And a lot right. of times at, at when tournament day rolls around, I end up in that first area that I want to look at. So Heck but yeah. this this was uh just you know the on my graph and everything it was just blatantly obvious that uh, this was a really special special place. So
2: and on, on that topic, just because the the graph arguments are kind of hot right now, what kind of electronic setups are you running?
3: I'm running a Lowrance hgs nine live. And uh, I wasn't running any active target or anything. Okay.
2: Um, That's the real yeah. question there, of course, yeah, is the, the active right. target or not, or the exactly. panoptics or not. But uh, some, some of you guys out there are still pretty awesome with their electronics. So I'm sure that, do, do you think that you will eventually run uh, the, the active target or live scope or anything like that?
3: I've got some active target on the way.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's like the one thing other than gas that check got you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Well, um, so I know you were in a house with a just because uh, one of my good friends, Garrett, was a uh, kind of like a last minute jump into y'all's house. Uh, you were in a house with a bunch of good people. Did uh did you try to kind of keep it to yourself, or I mean, obviously the people you roll with, you don't have to worry about them really creeping on your spot. But did you just try to keep the excitement down and kind of like just, no, nah, I'm not on nothing too good, or did you go back to the house and like, got I got really this one. Tried.
3: <laughs> you know, I really, I really tried, but I felt like I was going to explode. I'm not good at, I just like to talk about fishing and I, you know, I love yeah. fishing and when I find something or uh, figure something out, I like to talk about it. So I, I really tried not to, but uh, <laughs> oh, uh, I'm not very good at that. And and uh, Guillermo told me after the tournament that uh, he's like, you said you were you were going to win it. I was like, did I? And he was like, yeah, I remember. Cause I thought it was pretty ballsy with, with me there and Cody Milton and Drew Gregory and all these guys. And you're like, I'm winning this thing. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I don't even remember that. It was was all kind (laughs) of, kind of a blur for me. uh, After I found those fish, I was pretty, I was pretty excited.
2: It's so funny that you you could ask Garrett this uh, when he was, you know, he called me and told me he was like last minute making that run down there and told me he was uh, sharing a house with you guys. And I was like, man. He was like, man. There's just so many good people in this house. I was like, man. I'm dead serious. I was like, I think Sadiki is the guy to watch for. As I, I told him, and he can quote me on it. And I said he's due a big win, and I think this will be the one that he does it at. And then when I saw the way it ended, I just I texted him. It was like, like, sorry, yours wasn't that good, but I told you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. I, I I did feel like that too. I was uh, I felt like I was due for one. So
2: with that being uh, your first tournament of the year, I would almost like you're trying to do this professionally. I get it. But in like my mind, it's like, okay, I need to stop right here. It's like, I've got this high. I don't need to know what the rest of the year holds. If it just yeah. like, whoosh, straight down off the other end. Right. But, uh, well, uh, let's get into, so, you know, you, you kind of hit it. What did you do for your other few days? You just kind of go check on them or.
3: Yeah. Every day I went out there and checked on them. Uh, one day I did go run around and check some other stuff I had marked in the area to see if maybe I could find another school of fish or something that might be worth, going to if but i really didn't find anything that was, i felt like was worth we gonna be worth leaving those fish for and and the way the wind was blowing the weather was just we we're on a warming trend everything was holding up i just i didn't think the fish would go anywhere so i felt like i could just sit there for both days of the tournament and that's really what happened so
2: well uh with that being said man kind of just walk us into day one um you know how did you kind of take your time with it did you get on them real quick and then just kind of cover your spot for the rest of the day. How to go?
3: Yeah, so so during practice what I was getting them on was like a shaky head, uh chicken rig, carolina rig, things like that. Um and they really wouldn't touch it. Um when I got there in the morning of the first day, I couldn't get them to eat anything they were eating in practice. And then uh was, I had I that uh, feeling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, they were there, so I knew I I mean uh, if, I was going to figure it out, but it was still a little frustrating at first and uh oh, and uh then i i had a bass bus kind of like back behind me and and i had a, a couple of swim different swim baits tied on and uh i grabbed a diesel minnow i had on the deck and flipped it back over there and hooked into like a 17 and a half inch spot or something like that and i was like all right so you know that was my first fish and then uh you know i switched between that and uh a kai tech with a ball head uh tungsten j- jig head um just back and forth, just trying to show them something different. And uh, once I got my five really in that area the first day, uh, I decided to kind of leave it alone. I, I've I've put too much pressure on fish before and, mm-hmm. and seen them ghost me, so I, I didn't want that to happen. So I decided to pull out and spend some time on the roadbed uh, back behind me, and I really fished it with a Carolina rig football jig and a uh, wobblehead with a biffle bug and and i fished it for a couple hours I, I mean i know i knew i know i like fishing roadbeds and i knew yeah. i could get a big bite on there if i just put put the time in and uh so i ended up getting my big fish the first day it was a 19 and a half inch largemouth on that roadbed nice and uh so just on, kind of on
2: which one of the rig setups did you get it on
3: on the uh wobblehead on the yeah. uh, biffle bug nice. so i uh I ended up after that, I was just kind of—I was kind of happy with where I was at, and uh, I went up, and made a few more casts, and you know, caught a couple smaller ones, and just kind of decided to let it let it be, and uh, just hung around the area, just making sure, just you know, trying to keep people off a little bit.
2: Yeah, make sure you have you to know. don't do any of that defensive fishing. <laughs> right, right. Well, that's a—you um, know—the it's it's always interesting to hear uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of anglers get on fish really good in pre-fishing or, you know, they know they've got that potential winning pattern, but managing fish is always, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a physical thing, but it's a mental thing, you know, knowing, you know, when to stop. Cause you, you know, there's just so much that goes into it. Everybody right. knows in a two day tournament, you know, one getting a limit is huge, uh, but you need a competitive limit to build on on the second day because, right. you know, it's not all all the time that day two, everybody just flops off the board. It's been a
3: hard lesson to learn uh, managing fish the right way, honestly. And and it's you know, a delicate balance between having the confidence in what kind of fish you have there and what mm-hmm. you can get them to eat and not catching too many and all that stuff. So, you know, you, it's not easy.
2: What? So, It was kind of obvious that you knew you had fish in pre-fishing and going into that day one. How did you know, even if it may not be fact, in your head, what told you that you knew you had the fish there? I mean, obviously there were because we know you won, but was it just seeing them on the graph still hanging in the area, no changing conditions, or was there anything in particular?
3: Yeah, it was kind of all of it together. I mean, it just seemed like everything was working out together just perfectly you know i, I mean it doesn't happen spot. often in a tournament <laughs> uh, yeah and and the weather you know i mean you never get two consistent days of weather in a row in a tournament really no um you know something always changes and then you gotta turn around and figure something else out or or relocate your fish or you know whatever it is it's it's always seems like it's always something but just the way it looked i was like i mean i, I knew and i knew from seeing them on my graph i mean I've, I've found some mega, mega schools on Kentucky Lake and stuff like that before. So when I, when I found that school, I knew what I was looking at, you know, I've, I've put enough time in with my, with my electronics that I knew what I had when I saw it.
2: Yeah. It just takes catching those couple of big ones right there to confirm that, that right. it is what you hope it is. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, um, was it just because I, I did, a, I did it on purpose. I didn't look at a lot of the pictures of fish and stuff like that, just so that the conversations are real natural. Was it, very like pre-spawn you know kind of set up or was it just they were just schooled in there for any particular reason or what what do you think was keeping that one area golden
0: Brave anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern, presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV.
3: Yeah, they, I mean, they just had all this bait pushed back there. Because mm, of the wind. There. Mm-hmm. And I think they were kind of holding there because, um, you know, they're, they're pretty close, I think, to uh, getting to the spawn, so yeah you know, i think they're ready to go so they're all just kind of hanging around <laughs> getting getting ready to go oh yeah um, i mean they already got the of... work
2: done if they got them yeah. all pushed back too so mm-hmm. right well uh let's see i'm gonna go over real quick the the way the day one uh, ended out uh john Michling, i think is how you pronounce that 97 and a half he had a spectacular first day eric you were right on his heels with 94 uh, Greg Harper ninety three and a half. Drew Gregory was right there with ninety two and a half, and Francis Tran with ninety two and a quarter, and Casey Reed. I'll mention him just because he caught that twenty four and three quarter like monster fish. Do uh, yeah, I know that I was following the standings a little bit first day, and I want to say that he was he had like three fish and was still in the top 10 or something like that. When folks were throwing them limits or something like that, I was showing it to my wife. Like you see how, see how much a giant fish like, changes it in our sport. It does.
3: It really does. <laughs>
2: yeah. You know, make, it makes up for that, that one that you can't kick out, you know, mm-hmm. but uh right. yeah. How did you feel in day one, knowing some of the people, you knowing who's ahead of you knowing that Drew's, you know, Drew's back there. Casey's back there. People, you know, uh, especially because you're in the house with the Drews, so you know did did you keep that head held high like no I got this or were you thinking that it might be a dog fight which it did turn out to be just not with that same person. Yeah, uh, I actually hung out Drew. over
3: there in that house uh, a fair bit, but I was actually in the, the Dakota Lithium house with uh, Oh okay Derek Bostick and Russ Snyder's and uh, Adam Oh, so,
2: Okay, I got you.
3: Yeah, so we're in a different house, but I mean all of us cashed a check, so we had a we had a pretty good. We had a pretty good uh, tournament all together.
2: Yeah. yeah. But uh, so, did did you feel any of the pressure going into day two? Or are you able to kind of it? I uh, did.
3: So, when I saw Drew Gregory right behind me, that uh, that had me a little worried because uh, I know where that goes and <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> he can find them. <laughs> yeah, right. He, he seems to always find fish up, you know, whatever river or creek he ends up going up or. Uh, whatever, and me and him actually tied for first at Dardanelle um, last year at the Hobie, and he beat me on Big Fish, nice. so, uh, so was a <laughs> nice, that was a tough. A nice... one. So I was like, "Here we go again." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. So yeah.
2: Well, uh, get right into day two. So, you know, uh, same same kind of setup. Did you have trouble getting them to bite again? Did it Did it take a different tactic? You know, going into basically this would be what day five of the same fish right or less. yeah
3: yeah and and day one um actually my my three biggest fish were largemouth at a 19 19 and a quarter and 19 and a half and uh, it seemed like those bigger largemouth kind of pulled out but um uh, big spots stuck around uh so on the way out there in the morning you know i was just saying to myself fish clean fish clean fish clean because i mean uh, you know just everything has to be right i was i was you know careful with my leaders and checking them and and i was using some lighter hooks for my swim baits and stuff so i had to you know my drag had to be just right and everything and 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 it's hard um to watch those fish it was pretty clear water so it's hard to hook into them and watch them swim around and then tear that drag and everything when you you know it's potentially twenty thousand dollar fish right there swimming around in front of you but, but I I fished well uh, you know I was I was able to hold it together and uh, so that second day I got up there and I really was expecting the morning to be really good and and I really didn't let that first hour I was expecting you know to have uh, some good fish maybe even a limit honestly mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't have anything and I they just weren't biting but I was I was confident if I kept just throwing those swim baits, you know, just keep alternating and, and, uh, and you know, keep my eyes open. Uh, I was going to be able to, to get them to bite, get the right ones to bite. And, uh, so I, I managed to catch a 20 and a quarter inch spot. And then, uh, I got the picture of that thing as quick as I could, even though they like to pop their mouths open. So <laughs> it's really, oh, yeah. it's hard to get them on the board get them calmed down get that picture and then get back in there. Cause I know when I got them fired up, uh, you know, the way, how hard it was to get a bite once I got them fired up, I know I could get another one if I could get the picture quick enough. Uh, so I got the picture of that one. I threw back up there and caught a 19 and three quarter inch spot. And those were my two biggest fish.
2: You, you just had a on mega school two. of. Great of both species, which is yeah. just big spots and big largemouth running around together in mm-hmm. one area. Fantastic! Yeah, it was really cool. When when you hook into that big spot, you know, like you said, water's clear enough, you can see it. I, that's got to be stressful, just because <laughs> yeah. of spots are already stressful, in my opinion. Right? Like smallmouth. I don't. know I feel like I lose a lot more spots than smallmouth. I feel like mm-hmm. if I hook a smallie, I usually can get it, but spots, they're just. The good fight, great jumping fish, but they're mean. They're mean, man. They're mean. They're, they're just they're torpedoes,
3: just and I, I swear they fight harder pound for pound than anything else. And I love smallmouth. I've done pretty well up at Saint Clair, and those fish are are strong. But I don't know. There's something about those spots. Just they're just solid just muscle. They just yeah, they're different. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of un- unnerving when you know.
2: Oh yeah. If you it, don't you know, play see, it just right. That fish you is know, gone. Day two, this could, like you said, this could be that $20,000 fish. Mm-hmm. I mean, this could be, you know, and in your case, just to you throw the numbers out there, I mean, you your two day total was 188 and John's two day total was 187 and three quarters. So, I mean, that mm-hmm. literally was one of those was that two hundred 200000 twenty two hundred thousand. Getting ahead of myself right. a few years from now. But if well, uh, I had lost any fish,
3: of fish, that would have been it.
2: Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, continue on. So you, you caught two real quick back to back. Uh, did it kind of, did you finish your limit out kind of quick the same way while they were firing yeah, up?
3: Um, I was able to, I think I had a 15 and then I had uh, a 17 and a quarter and a 17, something like that. Uh, it's hard to remember now, but <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I knew I had to get rid of that 15. So I, I mm. fished pretty hard trying to get rid of that 15 and, uh, my buddy, uh, Todd Patrick actually, uh, he showed up, He's flying the drone around watching me. And, um, so he, um, uh, s- sat there and watched me while I was trying to get rid of that 15 there in that last hour. And I upgraded with a 16 and a half. And then after I got the picture of that fish, I caught the 17 and three quarter that, um, uh, called the 16 and a half was my small. So that's what, gave me my
2: gave you that quarter uh, inch advantage. Yeah, so had the uh, and I didn't
3: know that Micklin um, uh, Mickling had taken the lead on me until uh, Todd Todd's like how big was that one? And I was like it's seventeen and three quarter he's like that you get you just took the lead back and I was like I didn't know I had lost the lead <laughs>
2: and then there's that whole other level of stress. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and then I was like oh gosh I gotta I got to upgrade again and my smallest fish at that point I remember was 17 and a quarter and I worked hard the rest of the time trying to call that thing and I, and I caught 10 fish over 15 which was Mickling's smallest fish and I could not call my 17 and a quarter though so after that you know they shut the board off with an hour to go I was I felt pretty confident that he had beat me because of how many fish I caught right you know, there at the end that were over 15 so
2: so did I don't know if they if you can talk about it so so you know your fishing day ends uh and then you have to wait which sucks because that they was, yeah really tough Do you yeah. all already know or do they keep it fresh and y'all don't know till you hit the stage? I didn't know. You know right they had
3: you right. They had they had us come to a round table with Iconelli, uh the top 10 and we're all talking and it really wasn't until I heard you know Micklin talking about how he got his fifth late and and it was so hard to catch his fifth one and and he and all this stuff and and he just made it sound like he only had five so I, that's what got me thinking like if he only got five then I got him yeah you know so because right, yeah, that's when I started getting a little excited ahead. like maybe I actually I might actually got this thing but uh I was pretty stressed out when I got back to the house and everything and having to wait <laughs> till the next day to find out. Uh, luckily, I had some buddies there. Me and Derek had a few beers, uh, help help me relax and stuff. There you and, go. Uh, take my mind off of things.
2: So, uh, going going into the the stage stuff, um, this is something I've really wanted to talk to you about because you got to walk on the stage the first year. Right. Um, what 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 did you end up in on um, Logan Martin? What place did you? I was get? fourth. Do you fourth. I, was fourth yeah. I knew your top five. I can not remember if it was second mm-hmm. or. Uh, what was your comparison now? Obviously, this one's better because you want it, but we're not talking about that. How did you feel going into this one? Like, how did Bassmaster do this time? You know, we know how it went and kind of lackluster the first year. A Little bit better last year. Kind of weird with the crowd. You know, people saying they weren't, you know, able to get in to watch. How did you think it went this time?
3: I felt like they did a good job. And they gave us uh, a bunch of wristbands for, uh, you know, friends and family to make sure, you know, everybody we wanted to get in could get in and all that type of stuff. So that was nice um, and, uh, you know, pre- prepared us well before we went on stage and everything, although I was still kind of freaking out because yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was just nervous uh, pacing. Uh, and, and honestly, I felt like Bickling was the only guy that could have beat me, but I didn't know for sure what anybody else had. Maybe somebody had a giant day. Out of the top ten, and, one, and one sandbaggers—you just never know, really. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, uh you know, go go over the feeling, you know, finally getting confirmation that you've won, getting that hoist that trophy. Just, I mean, everybody that's doing this, I guarantee you can all agree. You know, it's everybody's dream. We watched it as kids. I mean, we not even not even as kids, we watched it last year. We see Hank Cherry carry those big trophies, and mm-hmm. you know, Jason Christie. Like how. What is it like? How does that feel?
3: Was like as good as you
1: time.
3: thought? Or... <laughs> <Yeah>, I've waited <laughs> a long time for it. So it felt really good. Um, I've dreamed about it for a long time. And not only, uh, you know, Bassmaster since I was a kid, but since I started kayak fishing, dreaming about maybe getting a, a KBF championship. And since um, Hobie started their series winning a TOC, when I started kayak fishing, my goal was to qualify for Worlds. And I remember... I had, uh, felt like I had a chance uh, one year at the Border City Classic. That was my second year fishing it, and I ended up second, and top-placing American, top-placing Canadian went to Worlds. American was first. I was second in American, and Canadian was third, so first and third actually went to Worlds. So I kind of got skipped over, and I felt like that was my chance, man. I That was my chance. And then I qualified the next two years at that tournament. I won that tournament the next two years and qualified for Worlds. Awesome. So, so you never know. You know, I, I don't give up even even when I'm close like that. You know that just tells you it it it's going to be close uh, a lot of times. And just sometimes you're not going to be on the right side of that, and sometimes you are. So I was happy to be on the right side of this one. Yeah, I, I no, really I mean, I, really needed it. I, I wanted it really bad.
2: Really you definitely, bad. you know, I, like I said it I, I just a second ago. You know, I definitely felt like you were do a good one. Um, you, you've always, as from me, the beginning of me getting into kayak fishing, you know, there's the names that people always talk about that stand out like Russ and Jody and Guillermo, but I've always known, you know, heard your name when I first got into following tournament kayak fishing. And I did, man. I just told, I told Gary, I was like, nah, I don't know. I think Eric, Eric's just the guy to watch out for. I think this one's his. And then you turn around and do it and I should have put some money on that. <laughs>
1: yeah. I, I
2: should have put some real money on that. But, uh. But, uh, you know, congrats, man. I can't, I can't imagine what it feels like to even, you know, I've heard some people, boat guys that I was talking to talk about, but like, well, it's not the same. Well, no, it's not, but it's, it's our equivalent. So it's big right. for us, you know, exactly. I don't like to get into the whole talk of what series is better and all that bull, you know, cause there's just, that argument can go so long so many ways, but I mean, Bassmaster has been around for so long and, like the fishing pinnacle is holding that trophy and, and you've got to do it in our division as they're putting it. That's fantastic, man. And like, where, where you. do you go from now? I mean, obviously you're down in Florida trying to, to, to continue on. You, you know, is it a, you're going to try to run for some AOI stuff this year? Or are you going to try to, you know, make one specific trail series work or are you going to try to hit them all? Boy, What do you got planned?
3: Yeah, I'm planning on hitting everything I can. Um, I'm going to give, I like starting the year off in Florida because, I I mean, it's a great place to fish and not only bass. I like to go do some saltwater, catch some redfish and just, you know, have a good time and just enjoy fishing. Uh, Get back to that. So uh, that's why I I like that's one of the big reasons I came to this tournament. Also, it gives me a I have to fish every bass that's left to have a chance at A.Y. because I dropped the lowest score and I skipped fork to watch uh, my Bengals go on their Super Bowl run. (laughs) Yeah, so, <laughs> I can, I've been waiting about as long to see that as I have to hold that trophy. Up, so. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Uh, so, uh, but I, I really like uh, bass schedule the rest of the way. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience in Florida, but uh, Florida is a fun place to fish. So, uh, but their next few tournaments, um, I think it's Lewis Smith, Grand Lake and Pickwick. Uh, I like, really like all those lakes. So, uh, I know Lewis Grand Smith Lake just... was actually when I was really close to a, a ten thousand dollar check uh when kbf had it open there oh really and I had some really good fish and the first day i just i i wasn't expecting them to be biting a shaky head the way they were and I just really wasn't I had some not great shaky heads with me and I ended up with only four but I had four really good ones and that last one i i I ended up having to Use a, a spinning reel because my baitcaster messed up ah. on my on my rod. So I started and I and I had that that fifth one break me off, and then I decided and I stuck it out there where I was, and I felt like I go up shallow and catch that last one. And I waited too long to do it, and I went ah. and I went out went out to catch it, and and I actually was right in front of the ramp uh, when I when I hooked into one, and I'm and I've got a couple minutes, and I'm I'm fighting this thing. I get it in and. And there was a couple guys at the Ram that like, yeah, because I knew I needed that last one. They're like, good job. I'm like, it's
1: a drum. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it was, That's the biggest was,
2: heartbreaking fish in front of One fisheries. I, I thought I was
3: going to get it. <laughs> and uh, then, then uh, after that, I went to uh, Bass Pro and I got rigged up with everything I needed. And the second day was easy. So I just ended up eighth in that tournament with nine fish. I had big bass both days, overall big bass, and but I just needed—I think it was a fifteen or something, fifteen and oh. a quarter—to <laughs> to win the thing. Damn, so, bro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right.
2: So, well, so. Uh, I know Lewis Smith should. Uh, the, that lake just showed out. That's a uh, for anybody listening. I'm from Alabama. That's a little bit south of me. You know, big, typically clear lake, huge, uh, like recreation destination, which gives it a lot of shoreline cover, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of flooded timber in it too, though. But, uh, MLF was just there, I think the same weekend as the classic was, and I know they put a smacking on them. So hopefully that lake's about ready for a big turnaround. That's a really Um, cool lake.
3: I actually grew up fishing pickwick lake uh in the summers my mom was from Corinth, mississippi so i'd I'd go down there and i get dropped off at pickwick with my fishing gear and some barbecue and and that's kind of how i taught myself how to fish uh you know my dad didn't fish or anything i just always loved it since i was a kid so it was just a bug i could never get rid of so you know she'd always come pick me up when it got dark it is it is great. i
2: live uh probably 45 minutes from uh the mcfarland side of it the, okay at the the pickwick or wilson mm-hmm. dam yeah. and it's my i did the bassmaster there last year and it was me talking about pre fishing and how when i catch a good one it upsets me is uh, i hooked a 7 uh last day pre fishing made one more cast i actually caught a like a 19 inch smallmouth like 50 feet from that spot and i was like okay this is great and then it all went downhill for some some buddies that didn't know the event was going on like Early morning, fished the area. I rolled around the corner, and they were sitting in the spot. Like, oh hey, what are you doing here? And I was like, nothing now.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: but it it's that's, what I, I have that kind of real. luck. Like I still grinded yeah. it out. I think I caught like three that day, but it was like ninety nine degrees last year. It was freaking terrible. But they're doing it on the same weekend uh this year, so okay. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do that one just because I ain't got a camp or anything. I'm just you know make the drive, stay at the house, and chill. Yeah, that's a good uh, feeling. Yeah, I, it's cool <laughs> staying in the house, but it, with uh, the day and age of money uh, and how money doesn't go far anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't – I we canceled – I had a huge schedule plan to just travel and fish this year, and, like, gas yes, here is 409, and I know, you know, it's more if you go out west. It's just ridiculous, and I just – Yeah. I like got all my own business, and I'm still – 389
3: over here. on the way down here. So I mean 489, I, sorry. Four, huh. Yeah, that was, that's yeah. Hard to even believe. It's like, <laughs> you
2: know, I'm completely anti-electric vehicles, but it's starting to make a little more sense for some reason.
3: Right, you I'm know. gonna start uh pulling my trailer with a Tesla.
2: Yeah, I need to hit <laughs> up uh Elon Musk on this Cybertruck thing. Be like, hey, can you put a T-bone in it? I need to little bed storage for the air. right.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as uh, Lewis Smith goes, though, um, I was leaving a tournament on Kusa. I don't know four or five years ago, and we had some really bad weather, so I was like, I just want to fish in some good weather. Let me, I'm going to look up and see what area, you know, close to here, maybe on the way back, has some of the best weather, and it was Pickwick. I was like, great, I'll go fish Pickwick right now. That'll give me some, build some confidence for the next tournament. I'm, I always do pretty well out there, so on the way there, I happened to see Lewis Smith on the map, and I was like, you know, I've heard a lot about this lake and everything, and I've never actually fished it, uh, so I'm I'm going to stop by and and I'm gonna I'm gonna fish this lake instead, and I stopped there and fished it, and it's a beautiful lake. And wow. I, I think I got a 20 inch spot that day. You know, I was <laughs> I was like, wow, this place is this place is awesome. It was just so I, I stopped by there a couple more times since. So I was, I'm pretty excited about that one too. I've always wanted to see a tournament there. We haven't uh, had a kayak tournament there that I know of. So yeah,
2: you know, I've uh, I've honestly I've only kayak fished it like twice. Um, uh, both times it was winter throwing a rigs. Just we were you know, spots or giant stripe or whatever. That's just what we were there for was to just catch something big on an A-rig. But, um, it's, it's kind of like not my style of lake, uh, for how I like to fish, but I've had some, some local friends do really good there, you know, doing that backwater creek fishing, kind of opened my eyes to it. So it's definitely a lake. I mean, it's at most, I think it's an hour from me. So it's, Definitely on my list to spend, especially with gas prices. Again, keep going back to that. I'm yeah. I'm starting to like revisit the map of Alabama. I'm like, okay, what places have I not looked at at this <laughs> in this state? Because I can afford this state right now. Right.
3: Yeah. But uh, I've I've I spent a lot of time my first few years fishing, really stepping out of my comfort zone, getting away from things that that I like to do or comfortable doing, and and trying to learn to do, you know, everything else. So. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of the reasons why I'll stop at random lakes and, and, you know, especially, you know, that, that I've never really fished a lake like Lewis Smith. So, you know, that, or caught any kind of spots like that. So yeah, I think all that plays a part in, in building your confidence and, and getting to the point where you feel like you catch fish anywhere you go on any lake, you know, whether it's spot, small mouth, large mouth, all that stuff. So,
2: well, when um, you're, uh when you come down for that one, uh remember me, hit me up, when you get down here, if it's like before fishing time, I will give you a couple places that you can go that are not Smith Lake, but they're like five minutes, 10 minutes from where you're going to be, okay. which is the reason I don't fish Smith Lake, but they're big spot lakes. A lot of like Jordan and Matt Lee grew up on one of them, like little bitty, like, you know, three miles of water, not a lot of water to cover. Uh, most of them have 25 horse boat limit. So you're not really worrying about a lot of the bass boat. There's no jet skis and stuff like that. But I if you just want to I go have that. some fun while you're down there, like if you get there before you can officially get on the water or something, just give me a holler. I'll send you a couple little, little pins that you can go check. It's nobody's secret spots. I know all y'all that listen, shut up. I'm not giving away nobody's secrets. It's <laughs> just, it's a, it's a fun little place to go check out.
3: That sounds good. Yeah. Heck
2: yeah. Well, uh, man, I appreciate you coming on. I know uh, it was hectic that first week. So I, I kind of had a backup plan cause I knew that, I mean, I, I probably wouldn't be able to look at my phone after doing something like that. I'd be on such this like high and bar hopping. Cause that's how I roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> what
3: I did the next few days. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, a lot, of, a lot of my, uh, Cag vision buddies uh, took me out and everything and, and we had a good, good time. Really good time.
2: Heck yeah. So, but, um, uh, and I appreciate again for you, uh, coming on, man, you're in the hotel room. You've had a, a long day, you know, trying to fish, trailer breakdown and stuff still had time to to hop on with me for a few minutes. I I do greatly appreciate that. And I know our listeners will too. I didn't want them thinking that I was just going to dodge one of the biggest wins in the year, you know, (laughs) yeah.
3: I had to have have you on there
2: to talk about that, man. But uh, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, We like to give everybody a chance before we, we close out to talk about, you know, all the companies that support or people that support and make it easier for you. Uh, Floor is yours.
3: Man, it's hard to remember them all. I'm gonna start, I gonna have to get a tattoo or something. <laughs> I remember the sharp <laughs> I'll, I'll like...
2: never forget, because me and you worked the one of the booths at the classic on Logan Martin. I remember you showing me your hand where you tried to write it all down <laughs> yeah. and <you're> like smeared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did.
3: Yeah, I got hard to read when I was up there. <laughs> yeah, I tried. I don't know if uh, everybody knows that, but <laughs> <laughs> it was, was it like... was great. <laughs> um actually pulled my phone out this time. I don't know if you saw that. No, <laughs> so did I you? I didn't list. List. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, Dakota Lithium, they're a huge sponsor of mine. They take care of me. I don't have to worry about, you know, uh, power on the water anymore. Uh, we'll get one thing that goes with that is uh, Yak Power. Their system is amazing. Uh, I remember when I used to have to rig, uh, yeah, I rigged up my, everything myself when I started. And I never knew if the fish finder was going to turn on in the morning when I, go, <laughs> I was going to get on the water, honestly. So it was nice not to have to worry about that anymore. Uh, fishing online, I've been with for a long time. They really take care of me. They, they uh, made sure I got a package right before that, that tournament, actually. Uh, I was on the water and realized I needed some things and, and shot them a message, and they, they got them to me the next day. So that's, awesome. that's a huge advantage. Um, they're, they're an amazing company. Um, Cal Coast, I've been with them for a long time their uh, battle boxes help me stay organized on the water. That's huge for tournament fishing. And I'm not great at being organized, especially with as much stuff that I carry. So that's a big help for me.
2: And the, you know, the terminal is the, the one, if you can only have one thing organized, that has got to be the one thing for sure. Exactly.
3: And, uh, um, yeah, yak attack. Uh, one thing I wanted to say on stage, they, they didn't give us a whole lot of time up there. They wanted, uh, um, uh, you know, make sure we didn't stand up there and name fifty sponsors like I potentially could do. So, <laughs> so uh, and I was pretty excited anyway. So, but uh, yeah, Yak Attack—they've uh, been with me for a long time. Also, I've used the same landing net for seven years, and I'm still using that landing net. So, I was planning on saying that things landed more fish than the Gordon's fishermen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that thing's awesome i've ran over it with my truck and everything and i still use that (laughs) still use that same net
2: oh that is a testament that needs to be a test video i need to see i want to go i'm going to go grab one i'm going to run it over my (laughs) like eric told me this works
3: (laughs) it still works Uh, um loran's another one i I mean i've always used their fish finders and uh yeah they I mean, they work great. There's uh, there's a lot of good things about a lot, about a lot of different fish finders. But once you learn, I think if once you learn how to use any one of them the right way, um, you're going to be successful.
2: One hundred percent.
3: And I'm really looking forward to that active target too. No, I it's, bet. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> so, uh, catch catch boards. Uh, they're a good sponsor of mine, and you know, I really think they brought some more legitis- legitimacy to our sport. You know, with the consistency of those boards and everything, and you don't have to worry about, you know, people cutting or bending boards or anything like that anymore. So, which which is nice uh, yeah, to yeah. feel confident that when you lose, you lost. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's no fans or buts. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You can't complain too much. So, uh... <laughs> oh, you got man. that
2: new? Uh, While well, you said just because you said catch, you have that new catch cart.
3: No, I don't. No, not yet. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm. I've got so many sponsors. I've been trying to contact and am working with uh, getting things out to me. Uh, in the off season, I kind of slack off and and I spend a lot of time with my boys and stuff and don't don't really do a whole lot like I should. Just cause right, I'm trying to focus so. on them because I know, you know, how much I'm going to be gone during the tournament season doing this. It's so it gets tough, but. Uh, that's why I try to focus on them completely when, when I'm at home during the winter and that off season. So, but, so, but it leaves me with a lot to catch up on once this tournament season starts again. So
2: no doubt, but down.
3: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've, I think I've got a few more. Buck and bass is a new one I think they've got a really great rain suit. Um, if you had seen this rain we had out here today on the way back, <laughs> I actually just <laughs> posted, posted a video, It was rough, so uh, I'm gonna be able to test that stuff out (laughs) really well. But I think that stuff could become the uh, the new standard for kayak fishermen because I've had trouble with rain gear before, um, and nothing's worse than having a a wet underwear when you're trying to fish a tournament and your ass is all itchy (laughs) and all that stuff.
2: I you know I was was always a big big frog tog believer because I'd had a set of frog togs that had just done me great you know real set. And that Logan Martin tournament, that Bassmaster, that first year, that rain and all that weather we had as the first time I'd ever had a suit fail. And I've never been that cold and I don't get cold easily. Like I'm the guy you'll see out there fishing in short sleeves when everybody else has got on all their winter gear. And that like I learned a new discomfort that I didn't even know existed. So <laughs> right. it's, I immediately was like, OK, I understand why some of these suits are like a thousand dollars now. Which yeah. I mean, the one I had was, I think, 600 and it still failed. Like, I'm not trying to kick them they're down or nothing, but it's just frog talks. It just isn't what it used to be. Yeah. yeah. And it severely pissed me off. But yeah,
3: some good rain gear is, is definitely key when it comes to being comfortable when you're out there on the water.
2: You got um, to, man. It'll mess your mental game And if you up don't
3: bring fun, rain gear, it's going to rain on you.
2: 100%. <laughs>
3: That's just I, the I don't way it care
2: is. if when I leave the house it's bluebird skies. 0% chance of participation. I will at minimum throw the jacket in my hatch just because I know if I don't, it'll flood. We'll get a hurricane, right. snowstorm, something. It's going to happen.
3: Uh, yeah. Z-Man's another one. They're another big sponsor of mine. Uh, they have this new bait out. It's called uh, the Jackhammer. I don't know if anybody's heard of it, but that thing catches fish.
2: Uh, <laughs> I, need, I need someone to do a spreadsheet. I'd like to know how many dollars that bait's made. And for all the arguers that are you know it's not worth the money and blah blah like it obviously is i mean yes there are some competitive baits out there and stuff like people like the thunder cricket and picasso makes a really good one but there's just something about that jackhammer that's just i think i found one that i like almost as much as that uh the cross eyes that they came out with i don't know it's just like to me it's got a lot of the same everything and I can just take it through heavier gear or heavier crap with that mm-hmm. weed yard. Um, I know they've got that new big blade one that's out too. I haven't tried that one. I've heard some good stuff about that, but Z man is the standard for chatter baits period. Right.
3: And that, that material they use that allows to, I guess, really just cool. I mean, you do stuff with that stuff that you can't do with other, other, uh, soft plastics. So, and, uh, I don't do a whole lot of punching because I, I really I just haven't got to fish in a lot of lakes that, uh, you know get a lot of practice with it. But when I come to Florida, I always try to do it. I'm looking forward to doing a little punching with that uh the goat Billy Goat yeah those two I think those those could be a uh, pretty cool uh, trying on a punch rig.
2: I keep telling uh Drew when me and him get to talking, you know he's another one of those big big Z Man guys. Mm-hmm. Uh. I really want to make the switch, but it's like, I've already, you've got those baits, you've got your confidence in. And it's like, I just don't know if I'm ready to spend all that money to make this switch. Cause I mean, like I trust, you know, people like you and him that, you know, say they work. And then the last tech just makes sense. I mean, making one bait last all day versus a pack mm-hmm. lasting five bites, whether you landed that bite or not. I mean, or things like the Yamamoto Cinco, arguably one of the best stick baits that's ever been created. I have cast that thing off so many times. Like, when you're like, oh, dollar, yep. dollar, <laughs> right. love the bait, catches fish. Right. It's fantastic. But yeah,
3: I spent a lot of money on, uh, <laughs> on some baits on a stop on the way down here at, uh, the dugout bait and tackle. Yeah. Um, uh, they took care of me too. They, they, uh, uh, had some issues with how my torpedo was rigged up and, and they, uh, fixed all that for me. So, uh, big shout out to them for that. That was that was awesome. They didn't have to do that, and uh, so you know it's always nice when when people take the time to help you like okay. that. Okay, uh, but I, I be, spent a lot of money there on some uh, some baits <laughs> that I felt like I needed, and uh, and I was just thinking, you know, what? I spent all this money on baits, and this turn is probably going to be one with a Senko. <laughs> 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 you know, these post spawn Florida fish probably won't eat anything else right now. <laughs> Who oh, yeah. knows? But uh. Yeah, Sorry, I mean, I won really my really first tournament to with a uh, as far as Z-Man goes, I won my first tournament with uh, Ned Rig at Lacrosse, Wisconsin. So, I mean, oh, that's, that's always been a big part of my arsenal as Z-Man baits.
2: That's uh the the Ned Rig is something I have not picked up as much as I should, which is kind of stupid because it's just a proven bait. But I don't know, I just get so frustrated with it because I throw in such heavy cover areas that I just I lost a lot of freaking Ned Rig's man. But yeah it's a killer bait but yeah no uh, dugout's a great place jamie uh jamie coza steve-o and those guys you know they do a great job taking care of pretty much the entire kayak community if they need anything yeah, uh, they do. huge shout out to them they uh mm-hmm. sponsored the show a little while back maybe maybe not a little feeler may have them sponsoring us next year too <laughs> uh but yeah you know big big shout out to them and you know again man congrats dude it's it's got to be killer. I'd Thank you. I yeah, hope it's... you get to carry that momentum down there in Florida too. I know the Harris Chain. I have a buddy that's got a lot of history with Harris Chain this time of year. Because if we were going to make that event, and um, I had to, I've got too much work right now, so I kind of skipped over this one. But I, I think that it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but you made the cinco comment. You need to look up if Josh Stewart's in there. Yeah, I did. You, <laughs> uh, I <was> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't think there's anybody better with a cinco <laughs> than Josh Stewart. Yeah, that's true. I sure. feel
2: like that they they need to just like either rename it or he should have his own like signature color or something because they should him and the Yamamoto crew should be on a first name basis. I agree point. with that for sure.
3: <laughs> for sure, <laughs> I've, I've seen him whoop a lot of people's butts with that thing.
2: Uh, He, he whipped us on Logan Martin, or I say whipped us, I was fishing, I finished my day in the area he was, and I was close enough to him at one point that I was realizing I was doing the exact same thing, the exact same he was, and he was catching fish and I wasn't, and I don't, I don't get it. Funny how that happens sometimes. (laughs) And I was talking to somebody and they were like, wait, Josh Stewart? And I was like, yeah, they're like, "No, I don't feel bad. (laughs) It's just, that's his thing.
3: Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, i I try to fish mine sometimes the way I've seen him fish it. He's he, <laughs> when I've when I've been around him fishing, he fishes it. I don't know. I don't know. He's just he's so good with that thing. It's it's crazy to think that one person fishing a sinko can outfish fish another person fishing a sinko, but somehow he does it.
2: Yeah, it's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. All right, dude, uh, we've been on here about, an hour. I already feel bad for keeping you this long, but I, I, you know, one more time, I do appreciate it and c- congratulations, uh, for everybody that's been following along, whether on the YouTube or any of the podcast stuff, uh, be sure to give my man a follow, give Paddle and Finn a follow. If you're watching it on YouTube, his Instagram stuff is, uh, scrolling across the bottom. And, uh, I'm sure we're going to have you on again this year, man. We're going to, we're going to keep an eye on you. I'd like to see you take that momentum and just have like a year where you're just on a tear. So good luck.
3: Sounds <laughs> good. Yeah, I uh, I felt like I was pretty close to just like this close a few times of having a big year, and uh, yeah, I think this year might might be my year. I'm I'm feeling pretty pretty confident coming out of my first tournament. So uh, <laughs> hopefully and I mean, can uh, I keep like, it going.
2: You talking about being that close? It's like you always think back to that and be like, damn, I was so close. But then you win this one, and this one's way bigger than those were. So it's like. No, nah, it's cool. This was for a reason. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: I mean, it's not. things aren't getting any easier. There's uh, some really good fishermen out there that you have yeah. to deal with. You know, dealing with Cody Milton and Russ Snyders and, and Drew Gregory and Josh Stewart and Matt Scotch and all those guys are just, wow. I mean, they could win. And Guillermo, man. De- Guillermo. Yeah, Guillermo. Yeah. You see the momentum I mean,
2: that man carried at the end of the season. That's where a lot of people's you know put their money at the beginning of this mm-hmm.
3: year. Yep. And Christine, she's always good. Yeah. She's always tough to count her out. Yeah. You know, and and,
2: uh, one more thing I'll say before we go is that it's a testament to the the day you had. And with you name dropping right now, a lot of those good anglers had a terrible second day. So (laughs) you saw, like, I saw the leaderboard just like spread out completely different than a lot of people had expected with what they saw on day one. So, you know, again, good job, brother. You, you stood on top of the world for that that event. So hell Thank you, man. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having well, me on, man. No problem, man. We'll see you next time. All right. All right, later. All right. Another great show. Uh I appreciate everybody sticking with me this long. Uh we're gonna run over a few tournaments that we had uh go on uh last weekend. Uh we will start with the River Valley Kayak Anglers, uh, event number one on 10 Killer Lake. They had 31 anglers show up to that event. Uh, five fish limit, Justin Brewer, uh, solid bag for the win, 82 and a quarter. Chris Nemeth, second place, 80 and three quarters. Third place, Mr. Dwayne Beatty, was 72 and a quarter. Uh, moving up from that, we had the SoCal Kayak Anglers, were on. Ote Lake. All right, I like it. It was their uh, their membership drive on March 12th. They had 73 anglers, uh, five fish limit. Chris Harris, first place with 87 and a quarter. Uh, second place, Eli Landigan with 80 and a half. Third place, Jonathan Demone with 80. Uh, and the last event f- that we had last week was the KAA Central Arizona qualifier on Roosevelt Lake. They had 35 anglers show up, and that one was, uh, I don't want to say it was too terribly tough, but uh, when you look at the numbers, we had a pretty big drop off. First place was uh, Dalen Harden with 83, Charles Booth, uh, 74 and three quarters per second, and Jonathan Barrett with 72, and then you started really, you know, no more limits after fifth place. Uh, It just dropped off to a bunch of small fish and a lot of struggling. So shout out to those guys who stuck with it and, you know, made it happen. And, you know, for those that actually, you know, even catching a fish, I mean, when, when the tournament's tough, that, that means a lot. So, uh, appreciate everybody again, as always, uh, like follow, share it up. Be sure to check out all of our other shows with all our other great hosts. We got a show for you every week and we got two shows on some days, live shows on some days, uh, Again, be sure to check out the event we're doing on Del Hollow coming up uh, the first weekend in April. Um, I think it's the first and second. I can't remember off the top of my head. I wish I had that graphic right here. I need to save it. But, uh, you know, great supporter of the channel for a long time, always taking care of us and all of our people. Uh, Be sure to come down there if you're going to be in the area. um, And we'll be on Del Hollow Lake right there, just a little south of Kentucky in North Tennessee uh partnered event with the central Tennessee kayak anglers and the Cumberland kayak trail. Um, don't have to be a part of that. There's no membership fees, two day tournament. Come on out, come hang out with us, come eat some good food at the new revamped restaurant at the, at the Marina there with Eastport and uh, catch, catch a few smallmouth. You never know. You may catch a world record. They, they still hold that. So uh, thanks again, everybody um, trying to make sure I'm not forgetting anything uh, probably won't be here next week uh, Dan's going to continue to cover for me for a couple more weeks, but me and him are gonna, uh, possibly join forces again and, you know, try and take the reel down to another level. So, uh, stick around and find out, but I appreciate it.
0: Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on paddle and fin. Be sure to drop a five star rating, a thumbs up or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on be sure to check us out on waypoint tv waypointtv.com make sure you sign up for the fantasy kayak fishing league at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy you could support this show through patreon patreon.com forward slash paddle don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com catch us on youtube